This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. On this week's episode of Wild Card, comedian Bowen Yang says you don't have to feel bad for falling short on mindfulness. I get in my own way by, like, over-privileging the present. That's so interesting because everyone wants to be in the present. I feel like being present is overrated. I'm Rachel Martin. Join us for NPR's Wild Card Podcast, the game where cards control the conversation. Hola, mi gente. It is alt-Latino producer Ana Maria Sayer here, solo on the mic. Felix is out taking some much-deserved time off, so I'm taking this time as an opportunity to let you all in on a little secret. I've been racking my brain trying to think of what to get Felix for the holidays, and all I keep thinking about is how he loves alt-Latino more than anything in the world. Well, anything besides the Grateful Dead, but you know. So that's when I came up with a, not to toot my own horn, brilliant plan to come to all of you with a small request that will make one wonderful Theo very happy. If you're able to give anything at all to your local member station and show them that you love Alt Latino and everything Felix pours into it, you'd be making his holiday dreams come true. It's been an absolutely phenomenal year for us. A whole Tiny Desk takeover, loads of awesome reporting, tons of really exciting video content, and most importantly, I was added to the team. So, if you loved what we did this year and you want to put a smile on Theo's face, then go to donate.npr.org slash altlatino. That's donate.npr.org slash altlatino. We rely on listeners like you, so please go hit the link and give if you can. From NPR Music, this is Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras. Last week, we shared our picks for the best albums of the year, and this week, it's time for singles. While albums allow an artist to make a broad musical statement in the era of streaming, singles can be the most effective way an artist can make a musical statement, offering a glimpse of where they are musically at that moment. So there is an art to the single, and that's what we consider when we compile our lists every year. We pulled together over Zoom a pretty cool collection of people to share their picks, and this is how the conversation went. Hi, I'm Isabella Herrera. Uh, I'm an arts critic fellow at the New York Times currently. Thank you for having me. Hello, I'm Rihanna Cruz. I uh, help out around NPR Music. I run the NPR Music socials and contribute for digital stuff. Hi, everyone. I'm Kat Spazado, and I'm the All Latino intern. Hello, I'm Julissa Lopez, and I'm a staff writer at Rolling Stone. I just want to go around the room very quickly. Like, Give me your impressions of... How vibrant of a year was this for Latin music compared to other years? It seems to me that there was just so much stuff, so much more than in past years. And in past years, it's always been pretty popping all over the place. It just seems like every other week, somebody was dropping a new single. Let's start with you, Julissa. How was this year in music? I think it was a great year. I think, you know, a lot of people, I think because of the pandemic, people kind of bunkered down and and were working on, on different things. And I think it also led to a lot of experimentation. I think people felt really free to do a lot of weird things in different genres. I think we saw a lot of, you know, fusions and, and different things happening in reggaeton and elsewhere. 
Um, so I was actually pretty excited about you know how the how the year shaped up. Yeah, I totally agree with Julissa. I feel like after last year, everybody being locked up and you know just sort of trying to get through everything that was going on. It's just like been a really fruitful creative period. And I've seen like so many beautiful releases come out this year since, since the pandemic. So I also think that like you've seen a shift or at least I've noticed a shift in like the thematic elements that are going into songs. I think people are a lot more tuned into their feelings across all, all genres of Latin music in a way that's really interesting and beautiful. Rihanna. I agree. I also think though that the opposite is also happening. I feel like since the world is opening back up again and people are returning to clubs and stuff, a lot of the more sort of dancey club scenes of Latin music are sort of having like a, a moment right now. And that's very like shut off your feelings, let's dance. And like, I, I personally love Neil Pereo and like they're having a moment this year. So it's really nice to see that too. All right, that's a nice summation. Let's just come right into the music. Let's start with Julissa. What do you? What is your first single that you thought stood out this year? I picked something that might be a little more on the internal, reflective side of things, um, and it's Tristeza by Silvana Estrada, who I, I adore. And I know you guys had her for a Tiny Desk concert. Um, she did from her parents' house in, in Veracruz, where they make instruments. It's her first release off of an upcoming album, and I, I think it's a really beautiful one. Sale. Sí. 
That was Silvana Estrada Tristeza. Julissa, yeah, she was a favorite here at Alt Latino this year. Yeah, I can see why. She just grew up really close to music and the actual process of, of creating music. And I think she just has such interesting influences. Um, she grew up singing San Garocho, but also choir music and went to school for jazz. And I think you can hear all these sort of interesting sounds weaving their way into, into her music. Um, and I, I just love the simplicity of this one. It's really guided by her voice and it's kind of heartbreaking. It's a song that sounds like it's going to shatter at any second. That's exactly what we thought, too. Isabella, your turn. What's up? I was really feeling uh, Cuando Fue by Rao Alejandro this year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Rao was the breakout story of pop music this year, and this was one of my favorite tracks on his album, Vice Versa, which came out. Ya no Isabella Rao is one of the younger names, the newer names out there. Is that something that attracted you to his single? Definitely, it's something that attracted me to it. But I think also this is one of the moments on the album that I feel like is just really innovative for Spanish language pop. Um, the whole album, I feel like, really brought in so many different types of genres, from boleros to electronic music. This song in particular, uh, which was produced by Tiny, um, the goth prince, the reggaeton, I like to refer to. <laughs> um, this song in particular has this like wonderful like jungle break that hits like um, in the right before the the chorus and. I've never heard like a drum and bass or a jungle break in a pop song in Spanish before. And I just felt like as an electronic music nerd, hearing the drum and bass that I would hear at, like the rave and then the pop music with like Raul Alejandro's melodies and like very R&B like falsettos. I was like, this is the perfect combination. I love this. Okay, Kat, you're next. What's up? So I think I'm going to start off with Zenia Rubino Sacude. I think 
she really brought us to the future in this in this entire album but I think this song in particular but her lyrics really ground us in a grief that feels very familiar very reminiscent of everything that happened and that that everyone went through in 2020 she takes us to familiar worlds but makes them feel brand new and fresh and I really love this record and and I think her lyricism on it was just out of this world and really expressed the kind of grief that I think echoing Julissa's earlier sentiment busts open and like just feels so intimate in a way that just takes my breath away, really. This is Senia Rubinos in Sakure. I think this was absolutely one of my favorite tracks on Senya's album this year. I remember reading that she was really inspired by Rita Indiana for this one and sort of like the fusion of, um, you know, like folkloric sort of sounds and like percussion with the electronic, um, you know, Rita Indiana being so famous for, you know, making like merengue that has like electronic elements in it. And so I thought it was just really innovative how she used the clave to like, kind of flip the format of electronic music that we know. And it was just like a beautiful example of what's possible in music and what's po- like sort of like limits of everything that Latin music can offer. Sacude, sacude, 
Okay, Rihanna, what do you got? I listen to a lot of pop music, and I think this year was a really big year for Pablo Vitar, who is a Brazilian drag queen superstar. This year kind of saw her shift into more sort of mainstream attention worldwide outside of Brazil after being sort of in the um, underground pop scene for a minute stateside. Her song Bang Bang, I really, really enjoy. That was the music of Pablo Vittar from Brazil. And I did an Instagram live interview with her a while back. 
so popular. The hits that we got from people watching Brazil and throughout Latin America was just astounding. Very popular and certainly deserves more recognition around the world of Latin music. So I do want to remind you, you are listening to Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras, and I have our panel of experts. We're talking about the best singles of the year. I always have a problem with best. It's like, you know... Our favorites, highlights, you know, it's, it's, it feels like a slight on everybody else, right? These are definitely the songs that caught our attention this year. We're going around the table. We're going back to Julissa. Sure thing. Um, the next thing I brought is from Alvaro Diaz's album, uh, Felicinandia, which is one of my favorites this year. The name is inspired by an amusement park where he used to have birthday parties as a kid, except he's re-envisioned it as a place, in his words, where sad kids go to find happiness. So it's like almost like the emo kid. Disney World. And I love it because I feel like there's sort of a sad boy movement in reggaeton right now. And, and this is definitely, I, I think, the, the album for that. And so this is um, one of the tracks that I loved on the album called Bebecita. Baby, estoy cansado de estar peleando toda la noche. Si dejara todo en el pasado, quizá me quisiera como antes. Yo sé que yo no soy perfecto, tú me lo recuerdas todas las noches, baby estoy cansado de que no me quieras como Julissa, what made this single stand out to you? For me, similar to what Isabelia was saying with Rao Alejandro and Cuando Fue, I think that this shows a lot of really interesting experimentation that's happening in, in reggaeton. I interviewed Álvaro for, for Rolling Stone and 
He was telling me that this track, he was trying to create like a Blink-182 style track, um, which is what you hear in the beginning of those guitars and these soaring choruses. And then he couldn't really crack where he wanted to go next. So he decided to put in this little snippet from an interview that he'd done and then morph the entire song into what becomes more of a moody Frank Ocean R&B style song. And so you get this really strange, but very cool combination, um, you know, Blink-182 meets Frank Ocean meets reggaeton. It, it's just, um, I think, really indicative of all of these different sounds that I think that reggaeton artists are exploring right now and kind of blows this raucous view that all reggaeton sounds the same to, to bits. Thank you for bringing that in, Julissa. That was the music of Alvaro Diaz. You know, I, I tell anyone who listens that doing this show, I've been discovering so much music. We're doing almost 11 years now. And every month I hear something, at least one thing that blows my mind. And and the reason why, it's because of like what you just talked about, especially the younger musicians. And, you know, when I say younger, just given my age perspective, right? They're not afraid, and especially in this case, right? Like, they're not afraid to just combine all of these different influences and, you know, genre be damned, right? Labels be damned. And I think that that's the power of all of this music that's being produced right now, because that seems to be, no matter whether you're reggaeton or electronic or pop or anything else, just obliterating genres and labels. That seems to be the way to go. And it's just fascinating. It's going... I haven't heard this much fascinating music, literally, going back to when I started listening in like 1972, right? When when jazz and rock and everything else was like combining your Almond Brothers and Return of Forever, you know, to age myself, right? That's exactly what's happening these days. It's just keeps a guy like me young, right? Because it just it just keeps the mind fresh. I said my little piece, Isabella, your turn. <laughs> Another one of my favorites this year was Yendri, the Dominican uh, singer who was raised in Italy. There's so many parts to her story that I feel like I was drawn to. You know, her music is very much based in her experience of migration. She left the Dominican Republic when she was three years old and her mother actually immigrated to Italy before she did and had to leave her behind. And so a lot of her music is sort of like talking about like, experiences of healing from that from that trauma and growing from it. And I think she just makes these like beautiful anthems that are like, especially this song, Yeah. 
it's sort of like a beautiful like prayer, but also like very like assertive. Um, you know, the the lyric is like no le paro a na, no me asusta na, and it just became the sort of mantra for me of like fearlessness this year. And for legal reasons, we're only going to be able to play a little bit of this music by Yendry. Check it out. You are listening to Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras, and we have a panel of experts, and we're going through the singles, best singles of the year, favorite singles of the year. Kat, your turn. What do you got? My next pick is Aventura featuring Bad Bunny, Volví. Mostly because there was not an Uber that I could get into in the New York City tri-state area where this song was not bumping loudly and profusely. Like, this song was everywhere. And I think rightfully so, right? I mean, Aventura is back. They're not just back. They're back, back. And they're back with Bad Bunny in a way that almost feels like it's been around my entire life. Like, they it has that signature Aventura sound in a way that is really exciting, but also Bad Bunny gives it like a fresh infusion of something that we haven't heard from, I think, Bad Bunny before, which is really exciting. And who isn't absolutely losing their minds at how amazing Bad Bunny sounds on a, on a bachata track? Like, I never would have thought. So, yeah, Aventura and Bad Bunny, a perfect combination in my eyes. Bad Bunny continues his domination of the world, track by track, genre by genre. This is Aventura with Bad Bunny. De tu cuerpo se yo, mami, cada rincón Por dentro y por afuera Dile que volví por ti Yo, 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 yo Yo soy ese tatuaje, mami, que no se te borra Sin palomaría, yo no bajo con cotorra Bad Bunny with Aventura Anybody else? What do you guys got to say about this? Because this was a pretty big deal. This is the kind of collaboration that people like talk about in group chats in capital letters, like so excited for them to come out. And I honestly saw a lot of people who were like, oh, I don't know, it wasn't as big as I thought it was going to be or it wasn't, you know, as great as I thought it was going to be. But for me, the best part of this song is actually the like outro, the Perico yes. Pipiao, yes. Merengue yes. Tipico outro. I kind of yes. wish that like th- that was going to be another song. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. I want like a full Merengue Tipico song with these two. And I would like play that tiny part over and over and over again. So this is so good. I want to keep the energy here. It definitely felt like they were pulling like a, a page out of Scissor's book where like the very end of a song just transitions into something brand new and like leaves you almost desperate for something more. Like I said, it's this infusion of like very new and very different things for, from Aventura in a way that just feels signature and feels like they've been doing it forever, which is really exciting. We're going around the table. We're talking about our favorite singles of the year. And what's different from this show than the album show is that the singles it seems like you got to make a statement in three and a half, four minutes. And a lot of times albums have the luxury of going through and is establishing a mood, a context, a message uh, through various uh, multiple tracks. But that's what's cool about the single life, right? Because it's like it's it's like a chat rather than a long conversation. And when they're making these statements, these, these very quick statements, it gives you something to think about, something to talk about. And then we wait for them to come back around and, and give us another opportunity to see what they're thinking about. So that's what's cool about the single show. I always love listening to the different styles, the different genres, and the different statements. Rihanna, what's next? 
it's funny that you mentioned the singles conversation and how they're different from albums because I think a genre or, or a subgenre rather that has excelled in the single realm is Neo Pereo. And I listen to a lot of Neo Pereo and my favorite artist of the year in that subset has been Laguni Changa, who over the past couple of years has made a name for herself both in Los Angeles and Cuba, where she's from. So the song of the year that I pick from her is Descontrol. <laughs> The thing that I really love about her is that she is not afraid to call on the reggaeton that she grew up on. Um, and she does that while also pushing the needle forward in her music. So like this song specifically is uh, with Maxine Ashley and the two of them sort of play off one another. It's giving like older reggaeton, like Wysini Yandel, like so, so much is, is in this track while keeping it under the sort of Laguni Changa brand of like keeping it clubby, Cuban, and Chola. Thanks for bringing that one in. Okay, we're back at the top of the list. We're going to go through our last selections. Uh, Julissa, what do you have? I have one, Felix, that I am guessing that you were a fan of. Um, <laughs> I loved Seema Funk's album this year, El Alimento. Um, and this was one of my favorite songs on it, Rompelo, featuring Lupe Fiasco. I feel like this entire album did something that was really, really cool, which is really find all the connections between different Black genres and find ways in, in which they were in conversation with Afro-Cuban styles. I think you hear a little bit of that on this and, and you get a, a verse from, from Lupe Fiasco on here. Yeah. Yeah, 
Uh, innovator, viva la imitators. Meet the leader, eat a beater. Don't need a put pen and paper either. Turn up my microphone receiver. Ice on my finger, blinker. Ring a bell like stringer, but not a singer. Lean up, but rarely jinger. King of stringing meaning and sings and singers into a single demeanor. Been a pretty senior ringer, bringer since a senior high school. Right through into a major league. A speaker get deeper until you sink into the sea. The beer, the steamer. Meet the LUP sipping on some tea. Ain't eating on some tea. Who just beeping on my beeper? Do not interrupt me when I'm speaking to your teacher. Let's get back to that. Give me anything I can rap to that. Pull out the guns and the straps and gas. And I'ma spit a couple bars to the rap tats. Like Rompella. Rompelo from Sima Funk featuring Lupe Fiasco. And I have to confess, I have to share that uh, I was able to be in the studio while they were making the video for this because they recorded it here in D.C. in a little studio while Sima Funk was performing here. And I got to say that there was a genuine affection and respect between Lupe Fiasco and, and Sima Funk. They were helping each other. They were pulling this video together, watching them tape it. But there was really, again, that mutual respect and admiration. Me, I'm always thinking like bigger picture, these two strands of the African diaspora expressed in different ways. And they came together, man. They were like old friends. It was really, really cool. It was a lot of fun to watch. I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier, just about the way that all of these genres have always fused and and been in conversation with one another. Um, someone like George Clinton, who's on the album, told Seema Funk, that he grew up listening to a ton of Afro-Cuban salsa and was influenced by it. Um, and I think the album really highlights that overlap. He was able to bond with Sima Funk, who's you know, from Cuba, and, and, and they were able to share all of these different sort of musical connections and, and nerd out over all of these artists that, that I think that then you can kind of hear that and hear how, how closely they, they relate to one another throughout, you know, on these songs and throughout the album. You are right. I am a big fan. Okay, Isabella, what do you have? I have the song Tucuntazo by Tokisha El Cherrisco and Haraka Kiko. Let's let this one play and then we can chat about it. <laughs> Uh, I brought this track because I feel like Tokisha is another one of the big stories of Spanish language music this year. For context, she is a Dominican Dembo artist who has kind of become the center of like the culture wars in the DR. She's queer. She's very openly sexual. She talks about um, her own sexuality all the time and I, has like 
very much drawn the ire of like elites in the Dominican Republic. And this song in particular is a dembo track that she did with two other up and coming dembo artists called it Jeffy Stolman and Haraka Kiko. The way that they use language on this song is so innovative in terms of like onomatopoeia. And it's something that I love about dembo in general. I wrote a little bit about this when I went to see El Alfa play uh, Madison Square Garden this year. He had a sold out concert at Madison Square Garden. And it was such a big moment for them both. Um, but I just love the way that this song sort of plays with sound and onomatopoeia. It's a very like Dominican way of doing music and of doing language. And I feel like it's just so much joy. It's fun. Okay. Kat, what do you have? Okay, so my last pick is Sueltame Bogota by Diamante Electrico. It was released in the earlier half of this year. And then I think it took like a brand new life after the political uprisings that happened in Colombia over the summer. You know, there's a juxtaposition in the song between like the joyful upbeatness in, in the music with these lyrics that describe this toxicity of a relationship that in this context is between a, a Colombian national and their, their country in a way that has just become so much more relevant after what's happened over the summer. There's something really beautiful in that tension that is outlined in the song between loving a place because that's the only place that you know and because it's your culture and your heritage. And then the frustrations with the cultural aspects in the community that isn't as progressive or like welcoming or inclusive as it could be. So it just, it took on a new life for me. And, and I think it really does a beautiful job of playing with that in-betweenness and allowing people to be uncomfortable and like that awkward tension. Let's hear Sueltame Bogota from Diamante Electrico. Amigos, les gusta la música y también la fiesta, pues entonces vengan conmigo.
That was Sueltame Bogota from Diamante Electrico. Just a reminder, they also did a Tiny Desk concert during our Hispanic Heritage Month series. Be sure to check that out because that was a nice little performance they did. Okay, Rihanna, bring it all home. What do you got? The song that I'm going to pick is one of my favorite songs from the year, and it is none other than Nathy Peluso with uh, Mafiosa. Why did you pick this song, Rihanna? Well, I honestly think Nathy is one of the more interesting Latina artists of the moment, mostly because she's loca. Like, this song is her take <laughs> on salsa. She has this unhinged, like, energy that she takes everywhere. And she actually gained a lot of attention for this colors video that she did in like 2019 where she's just like dancing and like animately like pointing and and rapping and everything and like I've been obsessed with her ever since her last album focused more on honing her rap and R&B skills but this song specifically is salsa and and it's sort of moving her in a more sort of traditional direction and she's also released the chat the songs this year like she's she's really expanding her musical repertoire so to speak and i think this song is really really good talk over the music but we do have to bring the show to the close i want to thank our panel of experts for taking the time to give us your thoughts and slimming it all down to just a handful of tracks from a year of amazing music thank you all very much isabella herrera from the new york times julissa lopez from rolling stone Katz Pisado and rihanna cruz from team alt latino thank you again and look forward to doing this again very very soon Thanks, Felix. Thanks for having us. Thank, Thank you. you.
My thanks to all of the musicians we featured on this show this week, and also to the countless musicians who made music that entertained and inspired us this year. You can see our list of favorite albums and singles on the NPR Music website. That's npr.org music. We'll be publishing a full list on the 13th of December. I also have a list of personal favorites that we'll publish a few days later on the 15th. There is always lots of music to discover in the world of Latin music, and we do our best to share as much as we can with all of you. So thank you all for listening this year and every year. You have been listening to Alt Latino from NPR Music. I'm Felix Contreras. Take care of yourselves and each other. Stay safe, get vaxxed, and get boosted, fam. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Lagunitas Brewing Company, challenging the status quo and crafting stories along the way. Featuring a wide range of innovative craft brews and non-alcoholic options, it's good to have friends. Learn more at Lagunitas.com. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card. 
where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR.